Welcome to HodgePodge, a podcast about all kinds of things. I'd like to introduce myself to you. My name is Allison Paul Klackowitz. Oof, Klackowitz, I know that's a hard one. My husband's family is from Pennsylvania. They're Polish. I inherited that lovely last name. It's taken me a while to get used to it. (laughs) Despite my tongue twister last name, I'm a North Carolina native from Eastern North Carolina. You don't hear a lot of those names around where I grew up. Mainly a lot of Smiths, Johnsons, Joneses. You get the drift. I grew up in a rural yet cozy area located on the North Carolina Inner Banks. I know. I know. Inner Banks. What's that? Most folks are more familiar with the Outer Banks, the iconic Cape Hatteras Lighthouse, and the place where the Wright brothers took their first flight, the graveyard of the Atlantic, and the infamous Lost Colony. But no, I'm from what is called the Inner Banks, which lies inland opposite the Outer Banks. I was born and raised in Beaufort County, where a great river called the Pamlico River winds its way through the middle of the county, separating it separating it into a north side and a south side. There's always an argument about which side of the river is the best side. The Pamlico is an estuary, which is where fresh water meets salt water. It's not far from the Pamlico Sound and intercoastal waterway, which allows boaters from up and down the eastern seaboard to visit its shores. Gorgeous coastal communities lie within the county borders along with rich soiled farmland. My roots are pretty deep within the south side of the county and the outer banks. My family dates back to the 1700s based on genealogical information passed down from my kin. My ancestors were farmers and fishermen, people of the earth, hard workers, country folk. When I was a little girl, we grew up swimming after a big rain in irrigation ditches alongside tobacco fields. Yikes. (laughs) Walking dirt paths in the fields. Snapping beans and shelling peas beneath our grandparents' carports. I'm also what you call a river rat. When we weren't at our cottage in the Outer Banks fishing village of Avon, we spent our summer days on my grandparents' summer cottage on a wraparound porch overlooking the wide span of the Pamlico River. But mostly, we lived in the river despite the jellyfish. Lots of cannonballs off the pier, practicing our backstrokes, floating on rabs. We adventured by boat to places called Indian Island, Whitley Shores, Goose Creek, Blunt's Creek. My parents retired years ago and my father built their home on the shores of the river in a small riverside community called Core Point where my father was raised. There are no stores there. Ten miles to the nearest gas station. Only homes and families and farmland and swamp. And that gorgeous cypress-lined white-shored river where the dolphins swim and sink and bald eagles soar and the most gorgeous sunrises and sunsets you've ever seen. Core Point holds its own rich history of local lore to include the shores where Native Americans roamed and a ghost story or two to boot. Not to mention, it's directly across from the town of Bath, where North Carolina's first royal governor made a home and befriended and housed the infamous pirate Blackbeard. And it's rumored his treasure is buried there. 
The river is a large, beautiful, mysterious wonder. It's there I feel most at home and connected to my people, wandering the shore looking for arrowheads and broken pottery, our own little paradise. But I'm only a weekender there these days and a couple of weeks during the summers here and there. I'm busy with my own life now that I'm all grown up. I'm a mom of a six-year-old little boy, my true blessing in life. Although I'd always expected to have a little ballerina dancing around instead of a boy who is full of piss and vinegar, who laughs the loudest, smiles the biggest, talks the most, has the most energy that I can even fathom. I've never seen a child who asks as many questions and is as opinionated and finicky as he is, but at the same time filled joy and humility and love. But he can't still sit still for the life of him. He keeps us on our toes. I'm also the wife of a soldier, which makes me an army wife. What? <laughs> if asked 20 years ago, shoot. 11 years ago, if I would be married to a soldier and living a military lifestyle, I would have said, um, have you lost your mind? But as luck would have it, or in God's plan for me, or fate, or what have you, here I am, and I like it. It's broadened my horizons. I did not realize when coming into this life, the wonderful, intelligent, caring, supportive, diverse people, it would bring my way. The same folks who have helped me grow as a person, a mother, a wife, a friend. Lucky for me, though, we're kind of weirdos in Army culture because we're permanently stationed out of Fort Bragg. Here located by in good old Fayetteville, North Carolina. So I've not had to leave my home state like most people in the Army. But this works for me just fine. Fayetteville is another place that holds significant North Carolina history. Shoot, for our nation, our world. I'd always heard it called Vietnam before moving here. Growing up, it had a nasty reputation of being a dirty military town, plagued with strip clubs and rowdy soldiers and shenanigans that led to bad press. I was a beach bum living in beautiful, bohemian Wilmington, North Carolina, when I met my husband in a beach bar in Wrightsville Beach. But he was quirky and charming and needed a little help, need a little fixing. And he loved me to pieces. So I said, I do. And let me tell you, I was scared to death to leave my comfy beach life to move here. It took a long time for me to accept it. However, the veal, as I have affectionately grown to call it and know it over the past decade, has now become our home. And surprisingly, I like it here. The city is changing and growing and has become a great place to live. We have festivals, art, theater, patriotic pride, history. Hey, we have craft beer. And a minor league stadium is being built in the heart of our historic downtown. Now, what's not to love about all that? That's just a little introduction of who I am, where I hail from, and where I am right now.
I should say this. I'm also a writer. Oh boy, here we go. A self-professed writer who has yet to publish anything of real sustenance. Yet, I have completed a novel-length manuscript. I hope that will be accepted by the literary world one of these days. I've submitted the manuscript to several publishers and am waiting to hear back from anyone. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Tick-tock, tick-tock. I've also submitted lots of other writing to academic literary journals, and I've received lots and lots of rejection letters saying things like, We received thousands of entries. Yours did not fit what we were looking for at this time, but please continue to submit your work. Okay, or rather, okay. Isn't that what Cardi B would say? <laughs> so in the meantime, rather than practice self-pity and loathing and fear rejection, I decided to do something funny and scary. I decided to publish my own book. A children's book. What? What? Stop. Did I just say that? Y'all, this took a lot of courage and twisting my husband's arm to reach in our savings to pay the upfront publishing costs. But why the heck not, right? Life is short. Seize the day. So I did some research online and lo and behold, I found a really good publisher in Canada. What the what? I don't know nothing about no Canada, but hey... They were wonderful and accommodating, answered all of my thousands of questions. So we decided to go for it. I'm now in the process of working with the illustrator and the publisher to get this thing in print and ebook available in Amazon, Kindle, Google Play, etc., etc. <laughs> this is big, y'all. Big. I haven't really even told that many people about this. I've kept it to a small, intimate circle of family and friends. But it's really coming together now. And I want to shout it from the dogland rooftops. I'm publishing a children's book. So I'll let you in on my little secret project. The title of my debut children's book, drum roll please, is Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck. Um, what did she just say? I know, that's what you're thinking. But you heard it right. Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck. I hope it'll be in the stores for sale and online by the fall of 2018, just in time for all that Christmas shopping. Hint, hint. Great for baby shower gifts also. Tots love monster trucks. Mine did. And hence, he was my inspiration for my little book. I hope to share more of this unique experience with you. To encourage others like me sitting on the sidelines, waiting for a break, to just go for it. You're unique. You have a story to tell. We all do. Maybe some insight to share with others whether it's on everyday life, or writing, or publishing, or whatever you're into. Goat yoga, perhaps? I don't know. But just be you. 
If there are things you want to accomplish, try. If you fail, try again, and so forth and so forth. But let me step down from my soapbox. Anywho, I plan to have a little something up for you all again real soon, reporting the next phase of my publishing journey and a bit more about life here in North Carolina and whatever else we decide to talk about. North Carolina is my home state, which is great, by the way. You need to come visit. We have beaches and mountains and cool cities. Can you tell I love it here? It's home with the longleaf pine. James Taylor loves us. Lots and lots of movies and TV shows are filmed here. We're famous. Okay, okay, I'll stop. But did I mention our music scene? It's awesome. But I'll stop bragging now. I promise. So, that's all I have for today. Please feel free to share my podcast with your friends and family, if you feel like it. If you have any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them. This has been fun. I look forward to meeting with you guys and and just talking about whatever. This is Allison with HodgePodge signing off. Join me again next time.